0: Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Erica Mims, and thank you for joining me today. We've got a special episode, a bit of a different one. Uh, I'm going to be doing a reading, uh, but before we get there, I've got a couple of announcements. Uh, so, Wormwood, Wormwood Gaming, you guys know that a company that uh, Critical Role gives out the beautiful pieces of every week. So they have somehow been kind enough to give our little podcast a coupon code. So if you are interested in buying some of their beautiful gaming supplies, go to their website, WormwoodGaming.com, and put in the coupon code for free domestic shipping. So that coupon code is NEONGOBLIN, capital N, capital G, no spaces. And our second announcement, we are currently fundraising for Extra Life. Uh, The idea is to play games and heal kids. So... We are raising money for the Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. And if you go to extra-life.org, you can search for our team, Neon Goblin. And I will also pin it to my tweets. And you can find me at Mims Muse. We have a very special game planned uh, for it. And it's actually going to be streamed live. So be on the lookout for details for that. But start the hype now. Uh, we have a goal of $1,000, so if you are able to donate uh, on behalf of our little little small podcast, we would be very appreciative. So a part of D&D is writing, right? Uh, you know, we write the story, we write our character backgrounds. Uh, so I have actually been inspired by the content that Nian Goblin has been putting out. Um, you know, I'm not a part of these games, I just kind of interview the players, but I've been inspired by uh, a story and a couple of the moments, um, and the characters, especially. So I actually wrote three poems and a little drabble, and I am here to give them a reading to you guys. Uh, the first two are simply simply inspired by... Um, Specifically, Endless Midnight, all four of these have to do with Endless Midnight. Sorry, Hottest Club. So the the first two are poems inspired by uh, ideas or moments. Uh, James talked uh, through a lot of the story with me. uh, And some of these ideas uh, were actually formed before they took place, before they were recorded, before the characters got their little input on what happened. So this first one is called Neon Dreams. Neon Dreams Pulse from the Midnight Sun. Desperate to fill the emptiness, the nothingness, the sadness, the black. The air sings of desire on every beat. Velvet electricity teases fingers that grasp at erratic waves, louder, stronger, faster. Swelling with euphoria, torment, tragedy, over a cinderblock cosmos that kidnaps the future and imprisons the dead. Each stroke erodes away the soul, the mind, autonomy. Memories fade into the far reaches of the sky, consumed by the dark that taunts hope in endless tides of vivid pinks and purples, rays that scorch the heart. The Electrum Sunset takes, controls, thrives, as souls dance eulogies on abandoned neon dreams. This second one is called Or Death. The sun looks different today, filtered in a million years of archaic torment, its golden spirit frustrated by a lack of purpose. The burden of constant loss curates from reactive brain activity our species calls feelings what are merely impressions, death molded into temporary excitement. The sun looks different today, as if about to orgasm one last time, pleasuring herself in the euthanasia of a hundred worlds rife with disrepute, indicting a universe for taking advantage of her gift. The sun looks different today, but tomorrow it might look different again. Okay, so the next two pieces are more directly related to Endless Midnight, as you'll see. Uh, This first one is about the daughter, which is what happens to someone who basically has taken in too much slag um, from the Endless Midnight campaign setting. Uh, We saw it at Mulligan's hometown. Um, I'm not sure if it was actually named in the show, but it's called the daughter, D-O-D-D-E-R, like to daughter or wobble. But the but daughter is also an invasive plant found in the desert. Uh, it's this orange stringy plant that grabs onto other plants like it's a parasite. Uh, and my family and I used to call it the orange spaghetti plant when we used to live in the Mojave Desert. So I've seen it um, and I've always loved the desert landscape. I kind of had this image. Uh, for absolution of it in my head and so when we're talking about the daughter I kind of brought up this plant and this name for it and um, I think James kind of took it uh, from the other definition Um, but I'm going to kind of take credit for for coming up with it so so this next poem is the daughter the daughter roots it twines it lutes the daughter changes it strangles it rearranges the daughter pins it grows it wins The daughter is slow, is tedious, is woe. The daughter devastates, it rules, it awaits. The daughter kills. (laughs) So uh, this last piece, James has not read this Drabble. And uh, so it may not fit in, you know, with the entire canon. But, uh, you know, that's the point. I wrote it uh, as this little Drabble, this uh, short fiction piece of a moment. Uh, You guys will see, but uh, just a moment, I wasn't, you know, inspired to write, so. Corinne pulled her jacket a little tighter around her body. Two decades since the blast had assaulted Scythia, and she still wasn't used to the colder temperature. Of course, it was a little colder out here in the slag land. The settlement was shitty, but at least it had fire. She got up from the piece of rubble she'd been meditating on. Flashes of light in the distance meant she'd need to, be ma- she'd need to make it back soon. Time had run away in what felt like seconds, but there was never enough time to peacefully think beyond the next impending disaster at the settlement. Corinne looked at the crater. It was almost too dark to see more than a vague depression, but she could feel its presence. She felt so much. The weight of all the memories that deserved better filled her heart every day. She knew that was better. She knew the progress of 20 years ago couldn't be lost. She knew she could fix everything. She just had to figure out how. She picked up her bag of materials she'd collected and secured it to her lizard. The world was much quieter than she preferred, as they started through the scrap and much quieter than one might expect from a looming storm. The lightning flashed a couple of times a minute, revealing infrastructure that had since deteriorated. It would be impossible to rebuild, or so they said. Not that anyone wanted to, anyway. Not even scavengers came out this way. There was nothing not so soiled and slag that one was afraid to pick it up for fear of losing fingers. had often argued that that was simply it they were afraid. Afraid to accept. Afraid to move on. Afraid to excel. Afraid to be better. Rain had not yet started, but a crack of thunder roared so loudly and suddenly that it caused Corinne to startle and her steed to screech, rearing back on its hind legs. She caught the reins fast enough to hold on, landing back on solid ground just as the brightest flash of lightning illuminated the world so much that for a second it was daylight. Daylight she remembered. From before the sky was slag ridden. It was as if the sun had never left. She saw for a mile, and she saw clearly. As the light faded, her eyes strained against the after-images to see in the empty space around her. Empty, that is, except for a sapling, growing fearsomely in the dirt. Exhilarated, she urged her ride to run. She would come back tomorrow. Tonight, she would set up her lab. She had work to do. Uh, So this was, you know, inspired by Corinne and uh, all the different opinions that came out of Endless Midnight about her. Uh, So this is just kind of a character introspection, you know, my kind of take on uh, what she was like in between uh, before... Uh, and this midnight took place. And, uh, you know, she. we already knew about the tree. And that was what kind of gave her hope. But I wanted to give her this inspiration. And I don't know if you guys have ever seen lightning do that. But I have. Back in 2010 uh, in South Carolina, uh, I was driving in a car with my family. And it was 3 in the morning. And there it wasn't rain. Uh, but a lightning storm was going on. And lightning hit. And, I mean, for a split second, it looked literally like it was in the middle of the afternoon it was amazing it was quite awe-inspiring so anyway those were the four uh pieces that i had they're all kind of sad kind of hopeful at the end of a few of them Uh, i promise i'm usually a lot happier than that and i might have some more happy stuff in the future But yes, we are going to be doing this again, and I don't want it to be just my stuff. I would love to hear from our listeners. Uh, I'd love to get some pieces. So if you have some fiction, uh, whatever it is, inspired by a tabletop RPG, uh, and you want to submit it, uh, you can find, you can do that, um, or ask some questions uh, via Twitter. We haven't quite, I haven't quite figured out all of the requirements yet, and when we're going to be doing it, but I will I will get that up. And in the meantime, uh, just follow us or stay tuned. And I really appreciate you guys sticking through this short little episode to hear what I wrote. Uh, thank you so much. Hope you enjoyed. Thank you for listening to Disengaged. I'm producer Erica, and I hope to catch you next time.